say that all the time. I do say it all the time. It never happens, yo. Well, guys, welcome to the Movie Dumbs Podcast. Yet another week of fun and fancy-free movie talk from your favorite dummies. I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. No A.A. Ron, but we do have a movie that is uh, very interesting. Um, We're going to be talking about Prometheus, but we're not going to be talking about the theatrical release. We're going to be talking about a fan edit from a guy named Severin. Um, Yep. And it's called the Gift Bearer Edition Cut. It's just called Prometheus Gift Bearer. Now, Prometheus is one of those weird movies... It's got a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not bad, right? Not bad. But almost, I looked through and almost every single positive review of the movie was basically saying the same thing, that the movie had these big ideas about philosophy, but it couldn't live up to them. And it made me think, like, if this was released right now, would it just be absolutely shredded? Would people be more willing to be negative about it? Probably. It's a very negative world we live in. And yeah. when I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about their try, uh, what was wrong with Prometheus to begin with? I don't, I don't know. I didn't see it. Well, Matt I've did. I've only seen the thing. I've seen it. it. Okay. I've seen it, too. Right. Uh, Matt, what do you think? I don't know. The, it didn't seem like the story was coming from anywhere. Like It was just an overall third-person perspective, this is what happened. Hmm. It wasn't really giving you any kind of perspective, really. It just kind of like, yep, these yeah, are the events. It's narratively unfocused and very sloppy. Yep. That, I would kind of yep. classify it the same way. And for the longest time, I had no idea that it was related to Alien. Like, watching the movie and yeah. thinking about Alien was not even on the agenda. Yeah, neither. I just thought it was another weird space film my brother was taking me to, and then I saw the alien part, and I was like, <laughs> Well, there is some drama involved with this. Uh, Neil Blomkamp, if you guys don't know who that is, he created the movie called District 9. Mm. He is an alien superfan. And he had basically was greenlit to make an alien movie. But then Ridley Scott got in his jealousy mode and decided, nah, I'm going to make a prequel of course, of my movie. And he had Damon Lindelof write the script. And Damon Lindelof had just come off Lost. He had not quite hit <clears throat> the leftovers yet. So his writing... I think Damon Lindelof wrote the first uh, two uh, Star Trek reboot movies, too. <laughs> and so his writing wasn't really where it is now. Um, I mean, The Watchmen was a masterpiece, so. What was this movie called again? Prometheus. Just Prometheus? The the gift bearer is not going to be found anywhere because it's just a fan cut. Gotcha. I was just curious, like, what it's called. Prometheus, yeah. Okay. Um, So, I think a lot of people love Alien and Aliens. They kind of like Alien 3. They hate Alien Resurrection. AVPs are... The first one's alright. The second one's disgusting. And then you get to this movie. 
and you had Ridley Scott back, you had Damon Lindelof writing the script, and maybe you're thinking that this is going to be very, very interesting. And what we're presented with with the theatrical cut is like what we said, it's unfocused, kind of messy. And it took him five years to, to make a sequel to this movie. Five years? Yeah, because of the drama involved with this film. But I don't understand why there was so much drama. Was the drama behind because it was being made? Was it because it didn't have enough alien in it? Or, like, what? Because if you've seen the original cut, it is a philosophical approach to understanding the movie. Now, Angela, you've only ever seen the gift bearer cut. Um, The philosophical approach is extremely clear. Right? You have a man who believes himself to be God and goes to great lengths to try to achieve that goal. You have a woman who is trying to find God in humanity, and she is willing to go to great lengths to achieve that goal. Right? You have these two Mm -hmm. opposite sides of the same coin, right? Right. It's super clear. You understand each person's motivation, right? Yeah, I guess so. There's narrative through lines, right? There's no mystery. Correct. Now, the original cut is just filled with mystery. It's filled with, like, that Damon Lindelofian thing of Lost, where there's just going to be unanswered questions. Oh, I hate that. Crazy. I'm reading on IMDb that Ridley Scott suggested that the engineer was sent to Earth to stop humanity's increasing aggression, but was crucified, and the implication being that it was Jesus Christ... He felt that this would be too obvious for a religious allegory to yeah. the film. But that's interesting that you talk about the different perspectives there and beliefs and paradise. Well, it's, it's on the screen. Right. It's talked about. So <clears throat> Severin, the guy who did this cut, he incorporated deleted alternate and supplementary footage and made numerous edits to original scenes to strengthen story, clarify character motivation, and address some often mentioned issues viewers had with the original theatrical release. And then I have a list of all the changes he made, and it is exceptionally long. Like th- okay. two, pa- two pages. Now, originally, the theatrical cut of the movie, Angela begins with that scene with the engineer drinking that cup by the waterfall where he gets discombobulated and recombobulated in the water right right it is unclear it's never made clear and the filmmakers have never come out to say where they were but i think the implication that we're meant to believe is that is earth and that is how earth began that's how humanity and life on earth began okay what do you think i guess that I mean, I guess that makes sense because, you know, they talk about how humans are derived from these, you know, we share DNA or whatever. It's, yeah, it's a perfect genetic match. Right. So I'm, I, and I was actually waiting for someone to, in the, you know, for something in the movie to explain to me how that, how that came to be. I, I didn't, I didn't infer that from that scene. I actually thought that maybe that's how the weird creatures came to be on that planet as opposed to how we came to be on ours. So, I, I mean, I guess well, that, 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 that was lost on me. 
if you've seen Alien Covenant, the black goop is I've, a weapon. I have not seen a single Alien movie. Ever. Okay. I've never seen an Alien movie. Well, the black goop wow. that's in Prometheus is a weapon. It So, like, yeah. that planet is, like, their arsenal. That's where they okay. keep their bioweapons. That's why okay. there's not a ton of engineers there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. I have some questions, but I'll, I'll wait. I my thought is watching the movie and having seen Covenant is that they were that guy got sentenced to death mm-hmm. and he killed himself by drinking the goop. He could either go fast or go slow, was my guess, and he decided to drink the goop. And that the creation of life on Earth was an accident. It definitely seems that way. I because mean, his guy... body's in the water, right, breaking down and you see it come back together. I think that's an accident. Right. Yeah, the guy wasn't super didn't seem super thrilled to meet the creation you know he didn't seem like it was something he was happy about no and they had obviously visited humans Mm -hmm. throughout the time you know right and it was like let's see what happens with this oopsie doodle and now that they're able to travel through the stars and he's like nope we got to wipe them out Yep. yep that's that's my assertion i don't know if i'm right or wrong They'll, they'll probably never answer that question. Right. It's interesting. I... It doesn't really bother me. Like, the origin of Alien, as I think back to it, the fact that... What's his name? Who's the guy? The robot guy? David. David takes the goop, right? Mm-hmm. No, no. He doesn't take the goop. He takes the cylinder. He takes the whole cylinder, yeah. And inside the cylinder is a glass thing with black. Is that the black goo? The black goo, yeah. And he puts that inside Charlie, the other side. See, that's where my questions come from. Like, why? Why did he poison Charlie? What was the purpose of that? So here's the deal with David. David, what, What was David's deal? Yes. Please. David's deal is never fully explored in this movie, but it becomes fully explored in Covenant. So if you really want to know what David's deal is, you should watch Alien Covenant. Um, yeah, I don't want to know that bad. I'd rather you just explain he's it just to me. You would enjoy it. It's, he loves to see what happens. He, yeah, he's, he's curious. curious. about everything. That's why you see him at the beginning of this movie watching these movies, and he's curious about the human... Like, he mocks and tries to be them, and but he's not them. Yep. Even when he's talking to Halloway, is that his name? Charlie? Yeah, and he becomes yeah. he over time he has grown to hate humanity. Yes. I I get that sense that he hates Charlie. Like it no, seems like a Well, I know, but it seemed like it seemed to me like that was a targeted attack at Charlie because Charlie was mocking him for not being human, basically. Right. And it seemed apparent to me in Mr. Fassbender's performance that he's he's over here like, I mean, these things created me, but I'm way better than them, and I don't understand why they don't see that. That seemed to be his deal. But the way, so the way Guy Pierce treats him too is if he's his one and only son, right? right. And he hates his daughter, who's Charlize Theron. Well, someone with a well, soul, he... as as Guy Pierce so aptly says in the movie, would obviously hate him because Guy Pierce is a sociopath. 
Right. Whereas David does nothing but love him because that's what he's programmed to do. Right. He can't not love him. It's just which curious. is typical for someone with a god complex. They right. need people to love them. Exactly. But like I'm with Angel. and David's just people enough. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just enough that he mirrors it. Well, he's he's as much of a person to a sociopath as anyone is. Right. But I I still have that issue with he puts his goo in Holloway Charlie whatever and Charlie does it with her mm-hmm. whatever her name was I can't remember anymore. Shaw. And Shaw. Shaw impregnates her and to where she doesn't creates... impregnate her. She is now host for a parasite. Correct. But yep. when he was host to it, it was much different. He exploded. What happened to him? The same we thing never... that was happening to him happened to the engineer who drank the whole cup. He had one drop. Right? When the engineer drank the whole cup, he was broken down pretty quickly. But yet, second contact. To so her. his his so it mutated him in a way that changed his sex cell into a sex cell of a parasite of of the parasite. And what she eventually gives birth to is like the proto version of a face hugger. The face hugger from the Alien series are come out of a little egg. They're like little spider things, right? Yeah. And they clamp Ooh. onto your face and inject the egg into your mouth, and it sits in your chest. And, and the, the xenomorph uses all of your DNA, bursts out of your chest, and becomes a humanoid, like, alien killing machine. Like, that's the whole thing. They're they're bred to be a weapon. Uh-huh. They, they take on the characteristics of their host, which is what why they're called a xenomorph. So are we to believe that these engineers created the alien... The- these are a bioweapon. They're meant to destroy... A society. It's like a um, mutation that they didn't quite understand. What do you mean? Because the, the black... xenomorph. But if you're saying that the black goo was ingested by this engineer, and obviously him going into the water creates life, but if he takes a little bit, he dies, right? He dies no matter what. Yeah. But unintentionally, if this black goo was then mutated via sex cell and put into a female, it then creates a, a mutated alien? Yes. It created a mutated parasite. The The aliens that we know from the first movie are unintentionally made by, as far as I know, by the engineers. They're created by David. He breeds them in the second movie. That's like his deal. Right. I remember that. And that's why I'm like... This movie predates that movie Mm because you're just going even farther back, which is interesting that from that one creation, you get this alien movie. It's crazy where they came from. He's a tinkerer. Yeah. He wants to see how things work. He didn't particularly like Charlie, so he thought this would be the most interesting way to kill him. And I think that's what makes this movie interesting because they didn't take some straightforward approach and say that the alien was an alien. Just, you know, just some thing on another planet. It was something that was created from something. And I think that's why this film is interesting. Yeah, there are sections of the film that are of the storyline we haven't seen yet because in the original Alien movie, they get on LV-426 and they go into the crashed spaceship, which looks just like the engineer spaceship, right? 
and they find a guy sitting in the seat that looks just like the pilot seat to that spaceship, and they call him the space jockey. He's a giant engineer-looking dude, and his chest is burst open. So there's a section of this movie. We've never seen ah. that engineer get infected, but I'm guessing it's coming. Like, Not- that would be the next movie in some way. Where David... Go ahead. I was going to say, the engineers are the ones that created the original bioweapon, right? And they had them all in the, like, egg sacs? Yeah, those big, weird, silicone-face-looking dudes. Yeah. It's very interesting. They never explain why they made them, right? They're just like... They're weapons to to kill other societies, yeah. Right, right. If you want to know more about what's going on in this movie, you really need to watch Covenant. David has a whole thing where he describes everything. Yeah, I've seen Covenant. Right, but I think like what really wrote me into this movie was searching for the creation of life to begin with. And that never got answered. Yeah, it did. Not really. They created life on Earth. We don't know why or how, but it, that's not really the question you really want to know. Yeah, but it was not purposeful. They it seems like it was accidental. Sure. Creation. And then the whole thing boils down to when Charlie is talking to David and he says, well, why do you think I was created? And he's because we could. He goes, well, how would you feel if you stood next to your creator and asked him the same thing? And he repeated that answer to you. Mm-hmm. That's the whole like point of this movie. Right. right. Yeah. And I, I knew that I felt that coming. Another bonus to this movie was the amount of phenomenal actors in this film. Even though it was a fan edit, you still had these original people. Well, no, he's not shooting new people. He's just using all the footage. I'm saying that whether it's a fan edit or not, it wasn't any reshot of the film, right? No, just deleted scenes. Yeah. And And he added music. He did add music. I still... Ugh. Some of those scenes were gut-wrenching. I'm not into alien facehuggers, things coming out of skulls. That's how I want to go. The biggest change to me uh, of this movie from the theatrical version to the fan edit is the very beginning. The movie originally starts with the engineers, but uh, and then you get um, Shaw and Charlie finding that cave. Those happen like back to back. Those are now in the middle of the movie. Yeah, that doesn't seem to make any sense as to how to start this movie. It feels like... See, and the whole time I was watching this movie, not having seen the original, and but knowing that this is a fan edit, I was trying to see if I could find, you know, figure out what would be different. You know, see if there was anything that stuck out to me as oh this was clearly meant to be you know meant to come in the bo- in the middle but they're putting it up front or you know whatever i was trying to find whatever well, the, the differences were the very beginning the ted talks not in the original movie at all see yeah. and but i feel like it's the perfect way to start the journey right yeah. like yeah you're getting also the call from you're getting Shaw the guys whole deal that was never in the original either. Yeah, the the call from Shaw to Wayland's also not in the original at all. Like, you have no idea who this Shaw person is. You have no idea. Well, you're introduced to her with Charlie when they find the thing. 
Right, but still. It gives you a lot more background. I agree. It, it sets it up in a way that you, you before you even get on the Prometheus, you understand that these two people are your main characters and what is motivating them. Guy Pierce wants to be a god. He's been fighting against an, you know, a population who keeps telling him that it's unethical to do that, basically. And Shaw thinks that she's found the answer as to why we were created. And she wants to share that with Guy Pierce. Or she wants Guy Pierce to fund her expedition anyway. Right. Mm. Yeah, like, I've, she's curious. I've, she thinks she found out where our creators are. Right. We just gotta go see right. them. And I, I just have to go find it. Wasn't the original Alien movie have an AI life? Yeah, so uh, Ian Holm, the guy who plays Bilbo Baggins in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> plays Ash. And Ash is a robot that kind of goes bad. Why does that name not sound familiar? I thought it was something else. Ash and the Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, Ash Ash goes cray cray, robot cray cray, and gets killed. I thought there was a good AI though. There's a robot in Aliens, played by Lance Henriksen, uh, called Bishop. Oh, I like it. And Lance. Bishop's oh, uh, Bishop's a good guy. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. But like. At no time do you... Like, I don't assume that he's an AI. I didn't really put that together. Like, I'm, I assumed. Because he wasn't Who, sleeping. David? Yeah. You wouldn't have known unless... They tell you pretty oh, early I on knew in the a, movie. I knew immediately. Because he didn't act like a human. You know, he didn't... It's not that he didn't act like a human. It's that he was trying to act like, like a human. I mean, people don't practice movie lines, you know, that's mm. not... Some people do. As if as if trying to assimilate into being more human, you know, I don't know. It seemed pretty obvious to me, almost immediately, that he was not human. I didn't know he was a robot. I figured he was a robot because we had that TED Talk from Guy Pierce talking about creating robots. So right. I was like, hmm, that's, he's probably a robot. The Very scene good, where uh, Michael Fassbender uh, did a terrific job. Oh yeah, he's good in Covenant too. Um, there's a scene in Covenant at the very beginning where it's when David first gets brought online and he's talking with Guy Pierce. It's really really good. Is he like Ultron? Why am I here? <laughs> Why did you create me? No, it's it's not quite like. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting for sure. He names himself. Hmm. Oh, he named himself David. Yep. Hmm. Um, uh, there's a lot of like part little of the human experience is that you don't get to name yourself. <laughs> well, he's not a human. He also like makes him play the piano as if he's like a, like Siri. That's weird. Play me some Wagner. Get me some tea. Yeah. It's like that. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a lot of little edits. Some, some lines are cut out here to make Vickers less like a bitch. Some lines are cut here to make, uh, Halloway seem like less of a douchebag. Um, one of the big things, Another big thing is uh, what's that guy's name? Who? Uh, Fi- Fifield. 
Uh, the guy, the redheaded dude who was the bad guy in Mission Impossible's, oh. right? Yeah, how they were stuck. <clears throat> he gets the acid on his face and the black stuff in in the acid. Mm-hmm. And so he gets mutated too. Uh, his scene is completely different. Like his look is completely different than it was in the theatrical look. Um, his head's all elongated, kind of like a xenomorph. <laughs> and he's he's much freakier looking and the scene's a little bit different. But the alien went inside of him, right? The little worm thing? No, that was the other guy. I you know, you can see it in his eyeball? Yeah, and it oh, popped right. out. Gotcha. Ugh. Stop reminding me. Sorry. I love how even bitchy Charlize Theron can't resist uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> oh, no. Who could? I don't know. I am dull. Heimdall. Uh, there's like a lot of other little edits here and there. Um, Shaw actually fighting the engineer wasn't in the theatrical cut. Really? Yeah. At the end? Somebody, somebody fights I mean, an I engineer? I feel like that's a, that's a pretty Ridley Scott move. Uh, uh, you know, he's... She like runs away from odd, him and but... opens the door as he's choking her, just like it happens in the movie. But that part with her hitting him with the axe a bunch of times is never in the movie. That's so weird. As far as I know, seems. I mean, yeah, that was you know, Ridley movie. Scott is kind of known for his strong women, right? right? But seems like an odd choice to leave that on the cutting room floor. And that's why we probably didn't recognize that being even something not there. Like, I didn't recognize that right away. I'm, I was trying to think, like, what wasn't in the original? And you would assume that would be. Oh, you know what? I'm kind of stupid. Oh, are you? Yeah. Um, uh, the mural in the freaking... Cave? In the death room. It has a xenomorph on it. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. And the ceiling, which... So they did create the xenomorph. At least a version of it. A version. Yeah, because it's at the back of the cave behind the human skull. Which, why is there a human skull there? They must have brought one back with them. What do you mean a human skull? Trips. You mean that giant head? Yeah. That's not a human head. That's an like an engineer head. Oh, it kind of looks like a human head. You might think well, that maybe even the people who created the engineers look like that. True. Which we may discover at some point, I guess. Since she has said she's going to go find them, I, I assume that's going to be another movie. Well, in Covenant, or you is find that a movie out that's already existed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Covenant, you find out what happens to Shaw. Yeah, well, what happens to her? Uh, basically, what happens is she fixes up David. They land on the engineer planet. He wipes out all the engineers. Oh. Yeah. Um. Then they get stranded, and he likes like. I love you. And she's like, uh, you're a robot. Get away from me, Dickless. And then so he kills her. And then is like still infatuated with her and preserves her body dissected. Creepy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And is using her DNA and stuff to make, to fine tune the xenomorphs. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, his experiments with the black goo and then playing a little tiny guitar or some shit. I can't remember what it is. It's been a long time. So... So, but does she ever find the people who, or whoever created the engineers? No. Okay. So that's still unknown to this universe? As far as I know, yeah. I'd have to watch Covenant again. I don't remember. 
been a while. Okay. But I talked Fair about enough. watching the alien movies, all of them. Yeah. Good place to start now. Started at the beginning. I don't know. When I was thinking to this movie, what's the purpose behind having a room filled with these canisters and the xenomorph on the ceiling mm-hmm. and this giant sculpture when they had a whole storage room filled with them? Was that a trap? And why were the they- one the one room wasn't on ship? The other room that had all of them was on the ship. Gotcha. But that other room was just a room. I might. Here's my guess. Okay, because hold on, because we see a flash where all these engineers are running to this room. Correct. Okay. As if they're being chased by something. Yes. And then they find the pile of dead engineers, and one has its chest bursted open. With their heads all burst too, though. I thought their heads were all cracked or something. So, their, their heads so were what happened? So what happened that made them lose control of the weapon? Uh, they broke quarantine somewhere. Okay. Um, you know, that's a horror movie in itself, I guess. Uh, my yep. thing with the xenomorphy, with, with that room, with the head and the mural leads me to believe, plus the way that they're arranged, is that this is their religion. Mm. That the scientific pursuit of death is their religion. Hmm. Interesting take. Huh. I take it as like an Egyptian trap. <laughs> like you come into my sanctity, you die. Maybe. But that's why it didn't make sense that they were trying to run into that area. And he got his head cut, chopped off. Unless why that... it is in fact their church. Right. Maybe because it was a safe room, had a door. The first one they came across. Got ya. And that confused me just a bit. Like... I remember the aircraft in the movie. It was that's, just... That's like a Lindelof thing. I'm going to give you this cool little nugget and I'm never going to tell you about it. Right. It's like, that's dumb as shit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so... I don't see a huge difference to this movie other than the way it started. There's lots of little tightening up in the whole thing. I think that with this movie, and Angel, you've only ever seen this one, that the narrative through line is rock solid and that the story is compelling. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. I, I mean, there were some things that, you know, that obviously weren't, were un or were intentionally not explained that confused me, but the overall narrative was pretty clear. I, I, I didn't struggle with that at all. Um, and from what it's, you know, from your descriptions of the original, I feel like that it definitely wouldn't be the case. I, I could see why people would be unhappy. Yeah, um, Wayland's motivations are are super thin in the original theatrical cut, and it's really just about Shaw. But they don't ever really fully explain Shaw's motivations either. They don't give her like that's just that stupid fucking phone call she makes to Wayland is enough to set up her character that they just never do in the original. It's like and then like the other characters, the biologist dude and then the the crazy redheaded shaved head side of the head dude, they're very much like 
bullshit characters are like thrown in here to be wacky. But in this version, I mean, they're not. I mean, it, it still felt a little. They they still felt a little shoehorned. Well, his look is what really it is. But at least this in this version, there's a lot less of uh, the redheaded dude talking. And when he does talk, he's like, "I'm a fucking geologist. I am not supposed to be out here." Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But at least you get that. Yeah. And there's just like little tiny just uh, tweak, 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 tweak. So Matt, does this sound like a movie you want to watch? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, that notion uh, that you had described where he leaves little nuggets and then nothing ever becomes of them is enough to piss me off not to want to invest any further in any form of this. It's a lot um, less in this version. No, I mean, like, that's fine. It's just, it's, yeah. To me, in the original, the point of the movie was also one of the nuggets we were just supposed to figure out. And that's why it felt so meandering. But in this, it's, it's very cut and dry and clear. I don't know. I was happy when I first found out about this movie, this cut of the movie, because I there was something about Prometheus I liked, but I could never bring myself to say that I liked the movie because it's just such... It, it was like a, a chore to watch it. But I really enjoy this cut, like, legit. If I were Ridley Scott, I would pay this dude a little bit of money and then put out an official release of this in full, like, 4K. But with you know, subtitles, please. With subtitles, because <laughs> it's it's. I think it it turns. And the odd thing is, is this version of the movie connects to Covenant so much better than the theatrical release. So basically, it starts off better and finishes better. And there's all kinds of different stuff in the middle too. Right. That make it better. Less dialogue here, different dialogue, different scenes. Yeah. It's just it's just structured better. Which I enjoyed. Do you rate this then? Um, yeah, we can I think we're there. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about about Prometheus? I just want to add one last thing. I, since, you know, I, I just watched it today, um, a few hours ago. Uh, and like I said, I've never seen a single aliens movie and I've been kind of struggling with whether or not that's going to change after having watched this. Like I, I'm kind of struggling with the idea. Do I want to, do I want to go back and watch aliens do i do i want to deep dive this series and i think the answer is no this movie's not like any of the other alien movies the first alien movie is a horror film i know but space you know how i feel about space it's sigourney weaver i there's it's not spacey it's not as spacey as like all space does is leads you to be isolated it's like jaws being on the fucking boat right you just like nowhere to escape so the fact that the creature is with them, it like, 
you know, it's like having all locked doors. You just nothing you can do. Um, the second movie is straight up action film, James Cameron action movie. So if you liked his movies in the eighties, you'll like that. The third movie is Fincher. Fincher made a movie and he absolutely hates it. But I low key like he Alien. Hates his own movie. He hates it. Yeah. I low key like the movie. There's a lot about it to like. Um, uh, whatever. I don't. I don't mind it that much. Alien Resurrection is horseshit. It's like the it's like the worst of the worst of its type of movie. Is it just me or is it like so David Fincher to make a movie and then hate it? Uh, yeah, I think there's studio studio involvement he just didn't like or something. I don't know. Mm. I guess there is a version of his movie out there that he really likes. Ah. But we'll probably never see it. Um. Then there's the two Alien versus Predator movies. The first one is is what it is. It's a B movie and it knows it and it has fun with it and it's fun. The second movie is fucking garbage. Like it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh. And then there's this and then Covenant. So I think I think it'd be all right. I don't know. I'll think on it. Okay. I'll pray about it. <laughs> I'll follow my heart. And see huh. what happens. Oh, okay. All right, let's rate this pig. All right, Matt. What would you rate? Since you didn't see this, what would you rate the original Prometheus? Uh, probably give it a four point four four three. I'm in that neighborhood. I'd probably give it like a three or a two. It has its its, uh, redeeming qualities, but it's mired by just being poopy. Oh, could we talk about one more thing that it would at least give it a couple points? This movie is beautiful looking, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the cinematography is great, for sure. But that didn't really help perfume or anything, so... Special effects, (laughs) cinematography, everything is brilliant, Um, right? Mm-hmm. Except okay. for Old Man Pierce. Old Man Pierce looks like yeah. just awful. He, he looks, looks like a so awful. And, and we discussed this on the feed a little bit. It's probably intentional. It's probably meant to suggest that he's gone to great lengths to try to, to, try to outlive his expiration date. But it, he's still, it's so yeah, he's, distracting. He's, so he's supposed to be like 130 or something like that, right? Yeah, he's up there, like somewhere around there, yeah. And he believes it's himself to be in the last now. days of his life. Right. And he was right. Yep, he sure was. How right he was. <laughs> Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. All egomaniacs have them. Anyway. Okay, so we got a four point something for Matt on the original. I would agree with that. Shannon, what do you give also... this movie? Oh, go ahead. No, I just want to say I agree with uh, Angela on just giving the series a shot. I I want to. There's a lot of the, the films that I like, but I think it's just another uh, it's just another thing where they leave nuggets and then you're supposed to like how how long was this was uh the original Prometheus like how long had it been since Prometheus to the last uh film? What do you mean? 
Um, like, what's the space between Prometheus, Prometheus and the film prior? Whatever movie in the series. That wasn't oh, an Alien or um, film. You mean Alien 3? Or Alien Resurrection? Alien Resurrection is like 97. Yeah. Oh, why is I so don't soon? know. Like, I'm not that invested where I would wait that long. But if they come out with a film uh, in the next few years and it looks interesting, I'll probably watch it. But I don't know. This series just doesn't have my attention. I get that. Shannon, what do you rate Gift Bearer? It made more sense the way it kind of was put together. Um, goodness. I'd probably rate it a five. I'm not a horror person, mm. but the story was good and I like kind of where it was going. It had the effect for me where it still had questions lingering in my mind which a good film should do that it shouldn't answer everything because then I'm not going to watch anything else related to it um, I liked some of the effects I liked how it was filmed uh, the acting was great so I don't really have anything bad to say about it it's just not one of my favorite alien movies mm. okay mm, Angela so I'm going to give this movie a solid six. Um, ag- again, space just isn't my bag. Really. And, and I know it's not space, but it's space. And it's, but that being said, it was well acted. It was compelling. Um, they did a good job of, well, but the gentleman who reordered the the film did a good job of pulling you know of of setting up the world and 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 hooking you into these characters and wanting to go on the journey with them um when i when i started out on this journey i had no idea it had any connection to aliens i did not know until the very yeah, until the very, very end when the xenomorph comes out. I'm like, at first I was like, is this an Independence Day thing? And then it, and then he moved again and I'm like, oh, no, that's aliens. This is an aliens thing. Huh. Had no idea. So that was, that was somewhat shocking to me. Um, but I give it a solid six for sure. It was pretty. Yeah. I would give the original a four. I think this one's twice as good, so I'm just going to give it an eight. Uh, the original Aliens, one of my favorite movies, so I'm completely on board with wanting to learn more about where they came from because it's such a fucking cool creature, man. It's like a killing machine. Pitch black, hides in the dark, has a little cool dick tongue that stabs you in the face. Its blood is made of acid. It's just dope. Its tail is like I mean, also a weapon. I mean, that's definitely a very efficient killing machine, for sure. Love it. I like the original Alien as well, and I think the that they did explain it's great, and the, the explanation is awesome itself. I just don't like the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, 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 the way they did it? In, yeah, they use the word in hockey a lot. I can't think of the word, though. Hockey word. Yes. Well, I, I would encourage I like you to watch the Gift Bearer Cup, buddy. You might like this better. Probably. It's making me want to go back and watch Cup. Execution, games. execution. That's the word they use in hockey a lot. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it, it makes me want to go back and watch Covenant because, from what I remember, this this makes much more sense. David's insidiousness is much more on display in this version of the movie, and uh, like he is a straight up villain in the second movie. Yeah, and I didn't so, like Covenant all that much. I don't remember liking it too much either, but it's it was very much like coming out of Prometheus into that movie. They're not really connected, and that might be why I didn't like it. It might have colored my opinion. So I'm going to give it another shot, and I'll let you guys know what I think. Because I haven't Alrighty. seen it since I've seen this cut. So that'll be interesting. So my question would be, how did they fuck it up so bad? Um, It was a weird time. 2012. You know, people weren't... Even Ridley Scott probably wasn't given the space to do exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, the original writer of the movie also was probably pissed off that uh, Damon Lindelof had to come in and rewrite his script. So the original script of the movie is probably amazing as shit. I don't know. Okay. There was enough on the cutting room floor that was available with through like Blu-ray extras that somebody was able to put a good thing together with it. So... So they had everything they needed. They just didn't execute it. I would, great I'd, word, Matt. Yeah, I think that we're... Uh, the execution of the editor is where we're falling apart here. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I don't think editors get nearly enough credit for the work that they do. Um, directors get a lot... Writers get a lot of credit. Directors get a lot of credit. But really... Comes all down to the editor. Get a shit editor. You get a completely different movie. Yeah. I want to say that Ridley Scott edited this movie, but I don't really remember. Yikes. That's maybe he should <laughs> stick to directing. I think uh, they they kind of pretty much all all the directors edit the shit themselves now, don't they? Because they that's the vision they had, and they want to. The directors are always in the editor room, yeah. Yeah. It says it's edited by Pietro Scalia. So, but you know that Ridley Scott's in the room with him, so who knows? All I know is, guys, is we've rated the movie, we've talked about it enough, and Shannon's about to fall asleep. Mm, me too, me too. So, we should let y'all go. Um, do you guys like Prometheus? Do you want to be able to see the fan edit Here's how I found it. I searched Reddit, and it's available out there. That's that's all I'll say. I don't there know if there's is a... a. Well, there's a disclaimer that says if this is a fan edit and it's free, and if you paid for it, then you got scammed, and you should get your money back. Yep. I don't. I don't know if there's any legal issue about distributing it for free, even. But you know, it is what it is. Um... I mean, strictly speaking. I don't know. Isn't it only piracy if you pay for it or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, 
I will say that search this up on your at your own risk. I was able to find a link from Reddit, so I'm sure you can do the same thing. But yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments about Prometheus or the gift bear cut, send them to moviedummies at gmail.com or click the little link in this podcast description where you can leave us a voice message. Until next that week, we're gift bearer. Gift bearer, yeah. Not yep, a not, gift bear. Not a gift bear. Not a gift bear. Although I'd like a gift bear. <laughs> so yeah. Until next week when we're back to talk about probably some more Falcon and the Winter Soldier and other things. I am Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. It's amazing oh, man. how strong that song was. Hey, hey, Ron! It's here in spirit. Man. Speaks to a and we'll talk to y'all later. Our brains. It makes anyone want to get up and get their knees going. Get their knees going. Pump and pump, pump and shake boom, 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 boom. Oh, I love Jake. I was an adventurer like you until I took an alien through my chest. Also, <laughs> bye. Bye. See you more bye. bye. bye.